Okay, that's that's good. How far are you guys? You guys are just come back from school. How has how has the trenches been? Man, uni uni is bad, man. Hope you guys have been able to unwind. Yeah, we're vibing, we're vibing. Honestly, I'm just sleeping. I can't lie. I hope I'm telling you, bro. Oh, uni is not good. I swear. Uni is hard, man. It happens. It happens. Let's go straight to business. We can't we can't discuss about this again without talking about the United protests. What is happening at United's Green and Gold? What's happening? Like the protest over the weekend, the fans staged a protest and then got into the stadium, destroying stuff and wrecking havoc. And you see what a messy situation because it's it I, I don't know, but for me, I don't know about you guys, but I think the fact that they started destroying stuff and fighting with the police um took away from the protest. Like I don't know if you guys agree with me. Honestly, like from what it was, like I don't understand the whole thing because like I've listened like I've listened to so many like people that were there, like from their platforms, I've listened to the journalists that were there, the police statements and everything. And the whole thing weird because like I, I had like I follow like two or three United fans and they were there and they have YouTube channels and everything. So from like how they're narrating the whole thing, they said it was most of it was peaceful, you know, like they just went there, there was no intention of like violence or anything. Most of it was peaceful. They were just like outside the ground, saw media to the stadium and even the ones that entered, most of them were just there like having a good time. That's why we see videos of like one guy that was trying to like volley ball like or something. But then like the journalists were now like one was like, yeah, it was the same thing it went from what they seen from outside, like it was peaceful, but then the people that were violence, the, then other another guy was like it was violence, they destroyed me. And I don't guess it because it's like how like I understand like the the like disrupted like offices, the broken places, but like that was not like that was not like like they just like they were protesting it's not as if they were actively like trying to like like cause like violence or anything like the main plan was to stop yeah. the game yeah exactly like stop the game stop the players from leaving the hotel and then like obviously if that happens the match will go on obviously like because i won't have never listened but like they did a lot of this like they were listening but i don't understand like why so many people are trying to paint it like it was violent okay yes one police officer got hurt and he said there was rumors that he was going through surgery or something. But, like, that was not, like, from what I saw, even from the videos and everything, because people posted videos. There was no, like, people were just there. Protesting. There was no intention of violence at first. Exactly. So, like, I don't understand, like, why people are trying to paint this thing to be, like, a very bad thing. Like, we did what we wanted and we go on with it. Simple. Yeah, okay, so for those that have no idea about the protest or what was happening, the protest was against the, uh, the, Glazer, the Glazer family. They are the owners of, of Man United and they took over in 2005, actually. And the funny thing about the others, they, they actually had a debt, money to buy United. And since the article in 2005, United have been in each depth. And found everybody's going to see United always splash cash during the summer to get signings. But they yeah, so the, the, yeah, I'm, I'm here. Yeah, so the cash that United have been splashing is from their shirt sales, from um, financial profits, and the thing is, the Glaciers have actually not put any money into United from what I, reports have been saying. Yeah? The Glazers haven't you, put money in for Yeah, they haven't put money in United. Yeah, yeah. Rather, they have just taken out of United. Since they, since they oh, took over in, in 2005, they 
United is actually in the 2.4 billion debt. Actually, Ooh. like that, United might seem like the richest club. United might seem like, like the richest club, but there's a lot of money being taken out of United, and so that that's what has prompted. And I think the Super League, yeah, the Super League was the breaking point because obviously everyone knew that the Glazers don't care about United, but then now after the Super League, it was like okay, they really don't care about us, and so and it was uh, the the whole situation is just messy. And and you know the funny thing, the funny thing is the Glazers don't want to sell. Yeah, reports coming out this morning is that they have no interest in selling United and they are unfazed by the hostility by the fans and all they care about. And because being the owners of United is such is he has he has such a huge benefit. It's like yeah, it's name, like, you get, like it's a big thing, and so they yeah. are not willing to sell at all. They they are not just interested in in selling and and this this situation is just really messy because I remember in, in 2010, Social Social actually spoke against the Glazers in 2010. So we'll see, uh, we'll see what's, what's actually happening now. We'll, we'll actually hear. Uh, what did you say? I think there was a massive, I think there was a massive protest at that time in 2010. That yeah, was in 2010, when, yeah. That comes to like what the green and gold. The green and gold, yeah. The green and gold, yeah. Yeah, to be honest, yeah, yeah, so, I feel like in as much as football is a fans game, if I put you know, if I put a club for what nine hundred million, four hundred million, if I bought controlling shares in a club, there's really not not much, you know, you're going to be able to do to get me to sell the club if I don't want to sell. Because at the end of the day it's my property. And at the end of the day, United Arsenal and all of them that are uh, protesting, they are still going to grow in value. So it's at present discretion to sell. Do you know what I'm saying? So at the end of the day, yes, we're just, we're just yes. But you, but you know one thing, you know one thing is that your stocks, once the stocks start dropping, once mm-hmm. the stocks start dropping, they are going to hit a huge financial loss, and then by then they won't be able to sell United at a high price that they would want to. Like take a look at Newcastle. Mm-hmm. Newcastle, Newcastle, like um, they had they had good they had a good financial value before now. And then after Ashley took over, I, I, I can't remember his last name now. After he took over right. and then the fans revolted against him. What'd you say? Mike. Mike Ashley. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Mike Ashley, sorry, Mike Ashley. Yeah. And then the fans revolted against him. And then look at Newcastle today. Newcastle, if if they're selling Newcastle, they're not they're they are selling Newcastle for just one billion or one point five billion now. And and Newcastle is is worth more than that. So basically, once your stocks once your stocks drop and you start to lose investors, there might be huge huge detriments to that. Because Adidas Adidas have already they've sent a warning letter to United about the situation and they are not happy um this year they are recording their all-time lowest shirt sales ever and so they're not happy so basically that's what's happening because united has already lost a sponsor in chevrolet obviously we got the new sponsor in team viewer but it's not going to bring the same amount of money that chevrolet was bringing and so yeah but but what i feel is that yeah, what what I feel is that like you know, like football is a fan sport. So exactly. Like the way the way um Barcelona, Real Madrid are run, like by the socials, you can't really make decisions without a vote by the socials. Yeah, without the fans, yeah. Exactly. So like I feel maybe all the clubs should be run like that, if possible. Like the German I, know, clubs. I know like I know like is is a huge claim, but like if it was possible that would have been great for everyone because like the super league p i know most clubs like in fact like i don't think any club would have agreed maybe only barcelona because we're in huge debt but other clubs none of those clubs would have agreed on any of those rubbish they were young in that time and now like okay so like um like mind you now as the fans are protesting national fans are protesting if there were 
no owners and like the clubs were owned by the clubs. You won't see anything like this. No games will be cancelled. Yeah, no we have no situations like this. Exactly. So that's what me I feel, Sha. If it was possible, that would have been very clubs. great. Yeah. It's it's very, very impractical in England for the being the reason being that the way social clubs are run is that you have your board and then you have your president that is elected and then you have the socials. The socials are only there to, you know, elect the president, basically. Aside, aside of the elections, yeah, they really don't have any power. Yeah, that's Aside true. of the elections, they don't have power. What it is, is that the board, so you need rich people at the end of the day, you are still going to need owners, quote-unquote, because your president and the board have to be able to cover your losses by themselves, as in with their own money. So, at the end of the day, you are still going to need owners like this, which means you are still going to need them, Stan Kroenke's and Glazers, because those are the people that have the money to cover this. Because EPL, the money is crazy, even for a small club. We're talking about Newcastle. Newcastle is fighting relegation, and they are still valued 1.5 billion, 1 billion. So, yes, yeah, now, Adebari, but decisions won't just be taken anyhow. That's that's the point. will still the be fans... taken anyhow. Look at no, 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 because because by the time we have social yeah. clubs, by the time we have social clubs, and then the fifty plus one rule is taken. The fans have fifty one percent stake of the club. Even if even if the Glazers and the Kerenkis are still pumping money into the club, they cannot have any final decision without the, without the fans forum. With you're uh, not still getting me, even with the fans forum, yeah. Benitez and the new president, um, backup president, at the end of the day, they have yes, a final yes. say in the running and the board, they have the final say in the running of day to day operations. Yeah, oh, no, 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 they don't, they won't, they won't they have the final say in the big decisions, they, they won't do. have the final say in the big decisions because they still have to consult with the fans. Imagine like a, a decision like Super League. Imagine we are brought it to the fans. That's what I'm trying to explain to yes, you. Yes, now. Yes, so what I'm saying is when you, when you have the 50 plus one rule, yes, things I'm... like that, um, we won't have messy situations like this because they will consult it with the fans and the fans will, especially the like, leaders of the fans, we will never accept that. Yeah, but they, okay, look at a club like Barca, for instance. Look at a club like Arsenal. You will find members of our fan bases who I'm, I'm to be very honest with you, I wasn't averse to the idea of the Super League because I didn't really, we're still going to watch watch it. Beg your pardon. Yes. yes. Did you get I want you, to you, you, you know the the money is you know, still the thing about the in. Super League. The, the thing about the Super League was that if, in hindsight it, it, it didn't look like a bad idea. It was just the fact that that they were enclosed. Do you get? There was no, there was no spirit of competition anymore. Like there if was. we actually had a league, if there, there was, no, there wasn't. You can't, you <laughs> can't, you can't be fighting for five places. You can't just fight for five places. It didn't make sense. Let me put it to you like this, okay? If out of those twelve teams that are guaranteed, if Inter Milan wins this season, yeah, at the end of the day, it's still, it's still a game run by money. It's still the same thing as your normal Premier League. Being yes, exactly. Because but you won't have narratives. You won't have your less stars. You won't have your less stars. You won't have narratives. And that's all right here. That's why we watch the game. Trust me, if, if we knew if we knew every time United would play Sheffield, United will always win. And we, we might end up not watching the game. But, yes, but when we knew... Well, yeah, exactly. But when we knew guarantee that Granada whatever team is win. going to win. There's no guarantee that the Super League teams are always going to win. Sure, but there's guarantee that there's a guarantee will that 12 of them, 12 of them will always be there. That's the point. There's, like, there's, no, should, there's the, no place for banter. There's no place for banter. Why should Arsenal be there every year? Okay. Why should Arsenal still be in you know, top 10 Premier League every year? Why should something like um, what, Valencia still be in Spanish top 10 every year? You know what I'm saying? Yeah, it's, it's basically the same concept. It was just very poorly constructed. No, because no. I think I think the Super League, the Super League was just based on money, basically. Because because if you if you look at it, uh, Premier League has a big six. Yeah. yeah. 
And and the big six isn't in terms of their position because for like three seasons now, Leicester has broken into that. And so and the big six, terms of the money. big six is just in terms of money. Yeah, exactly. So like it was only about the money. And 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 when you're looking at a game, uh, when you're looking at, at a sport like football, it can't just be about the money. Because what they're they're basically doing an MLS kind of system where after your first 15 games. You know nothing can happen again, and there's nothing to fight for again. Do you get? And and that that is is it's just really messy. I think for the MLS, it just works. It just works for basketball and hockey, and because I think they are used to it. It's the system they've been brought up with. But you can't tell that to English lads that always have something to fight for. There is always something to fight for. Top place, top four, the European places the mid-table so they can get some amount of money and and um, relegation places, promotion places. There's always something to fight for or like in the MLS. If you come last, next year you move. You get... And so I, I just think that... I, I disagree that there will be no competition, Sharp. But what I think is it was just the construction of the value because at the end of the day, it's still going to be like Champions League. When Champions League started, it was Champions Cup. I mean, Winners Cup. If you win your league, four of you or the five of you, you go and play in the league. Until they start expanding to get more people in, I get because yeah. the Super League was not going to be closed at the end of the day. After about four or five years, it will add more people. Now, it's the same thing as Champions League. Why we're saying this because when John just used to it, it's the same type of results they had when Premier League broke away. Yeah, but like <laughs> see now, um, imagine there wasn't going like to be twelve. There wasn't going to be twelve permanent. Um, teams, that's the thing at the barrier. That's what you don't get what I'm saying. I'm not arguing that fact with you. What I'm saying is, yes, exactly. It was just poorly constructed. The Super League is still going yes. to happen, in my opinion, because okay, Champions is then. not is not sustainable. This new format is very very irritating. <laughs> no, let's be I, I, think, I think something is, something something is to be done about the new format, but I, I don't know. I think I think that one is just a discussion for another day. But I, I know I know something will happen because the players are still speaking out. And so with that, I think we should move on to the European... Okay, well, actually, we're not moving. We're just shifting the discussion in again to the European games that happened last week and we'll ha- and the second leg which will happen this week. And so first on our list is Chelsea-Real uh, Madrid game. So basically, we want to hear from you. What it yeah, about. so can I go first? Yeah, 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 yeah. Okay, so me, I feel Chelsea will qualify and go into the final because I think Thomas Tuchel is doing a great job right now, and they look really yeah, unbeatable. Maybe apart from some other guys, but still, yeah. Um, Chelsea look very, very strong, even with when I'm in front. I think they should be able to qualify. Um, Varane is out, so that weakens the Real Madrid team a bit, or not a bit, hugely, shy. So, yeah, I think that's what will happen in that game. Like maybe two zero Chelsea. Yeah. yeah. You know, you know, what? I actually agree with you on that. As as much as I hate to say this, because I have so many Chelsea friends, and I, I want them to be sad, but. I don't know. I don't see Real Madrid winning that game. I I don't see them. I I hope they win, and if they win, I'll be happy because I don't want to see Chelsea in the finals. But I don't see any other way around this because Varane Varane being injured is a big blow, and I don't know. Um, so um, Real Madrid has this this level of unseriousness. I don't I don't know how it just happens. But the games you really expect them to perform well and do well in. They just, I don't know, maybe it's because the, their players are getting really old and they are so sluggish because Marcelo in the first leg was absolutely clueless. Like, <laughs> I, didn't, I, didn't know, I didn't know if he was playing left back. I didn't know if he was playing left midfield or wing back or center mid. He was all over the place. I, 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 Pulisic, Captain America, just he gave him his room for his money. And now I'm hearing he's not going to be in. In the second leg, it's going to be an INEC official. So, it was more of a thing of, you know, practical positioning. So, you see it with Pep 
only that Pep plays a four-man defense and, you know, he tweaks it to have three people at the back. So what it is is, yeah, Zidane was playing three at the back for some reason. Why? I don't know. So I've just played Nacho and, or Militar and Farhan and played Nacho at left back. But he played three defenders and then he had Modric Cruz, normal, you know, two engine and then he didn't even play at right wing back again. Um, Carvajal. Carvajal and so what happened during the game was Carvajal is bumping forward and then Marcelo enters the midfield because Modric and Cruz don't have the legs over Kante and Kovacic. But Marcelo doesn't have the legs too. He doesn't have the legs, but he's an extra man in midfield. That's what I'm saying. <laughs> like against the young vibrant Chelsea side. I'm not saying he's right. I'm not don't get me wrong. In the first place, I don't think okay, okay. he three at the back. But he played it for some but I, I'm not ruling out, you know, is it done smash and grab? They have Benzema. Yeah, like that's that's that. that's the thing. That's the thing. They yeah. still have and and, 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 that, and that theory I have is because um Tukio is still a relatively new coach. And I think every Jersey player is just working really hard. Yes. Fight for their place. Yeah, that's what I think is. so. The apart from Abraham, I don't know. Apart from Abraham, I, I don't know the last time I've seen that guy play. But but yeah, so that's what I think. I think every every Chelsea player is still trying to fight for their place in the team because actually the way um Tuchel chops and changes his lineup is giving every I I think it's putting fear in the heart of every Chelsea player. Even Kepa, even Kepa has a chance to play now. So, so yeah, so that's what I think. So, but quick that, question, what, what, quick question. Yeah. Do you think Tammy Abraham should start ahead of Wena? No, no. Why not? No, he shouldn't. I believe no, because because as Wena as plays Wena's, because of his all round game. Wena stretches the yes, exactly. Wena, Wena has he stretches even even, even if Wena's finishing this season has been uh, it has been. I don't know the word for it, but <laughs> I don't think I don't think terrible quantifies it. Because but at the end I of the day, even though he's not finishing, he follows tactical instructions it. of Tukel. He still follows Tukel's tactical instructions to the letter. Because I think there are other things that Wena does that we don't just see because we are watching it from our TVs. We are not the live games. Mm-hmm. Game. Uh, I think uh, yeah, Wena Giroud would be a very good combo. I think so. Because Wena is basically doing what Giroud would do, but you know, less efficiently. But he's he can stretch yeah. the defense. Get me? Yeah. So I mean, with that, I want to hear you guys' predictions for the game. And who do you think is going through to the final? Two zero Chelsea. Two zero Chelsea. Chelsea. Chelsea Chelsea. Yeah. Honestly, I I can't picture a scholar, but I just, I, I have, like, from what I've said before, like, before me, I already know my views on how I think the Champions League is going to go. But I think, uh, I think Chelsea are going to go through, and it's not because they're going to outplay Madrid. I don't, I don't believe they're going to outplay Madrid. I just think, since Tuchel came in, like, like, he already had a good squad, like, the players were just not like managed well, like the balance was all over the place. And now I think they have the balance. I think some players know when they are most needed, some not so much. I understand Werner is a basket case, but then, like, if you watch Werner right now, he's still doing all that. Like, he's being asked, his movement is, is good, his dribbling is not that bad, he's still trying to assist, create chances, all of that. So, um, Honestly, I want to. I want to say, I I want to. I wish Madrid could beat Chelsea, and I think it's possible because this weekend I think they um, rested a lot of their players, and they still won. Um, I think it was the Alavés. So new. Yes, so new. So if they could do that, like if a squad that has been depleted with injuries, with um, people missing off form, all of that, I honestly believe like it's not going to be as clear cut for Chelsea as people. Believe it was because, like, let's let's remember who we are talking about. Like, it's Madrid. Yes, there's no Ronaldo anymore. 
for like it's too much. It's the Champions League semi-final. Like these guys exactly. have been here. Like, it's their competition. They know, exactly. They know how it works. That kind of thing. And Zidane, I mean, like, let's be real. We don't expect Madrid to be here at this point this season. With all the injuries and everything, yeah. Corona cases, then the Champions League semi-final, they're still fighting for that league. So, I, in fact, I understand Chelsea, I, right now, I'm better on paper. But I honestly believe it's not that. It's not that um, far between them. But I still think because of how the two care has become, I think Chelsea will. Right. Well, um, okay, let me let me give my predictions. I think it's going to be a 1-1 game. Chelsea will play re- really well because they're at the bridge. But you can't just take away Madrid. You can't just rule them out. You can't ride them out. And so I think it's going to be 1-1 and it's going to go to extra time. So that, that's, that's what I predict. And I, and I want Real Madrid to go, to go through to the final. So yeah, that's my prediction. Yeah, Shubzi. I mean, Adibari, what, who do you want in the final? I want Madrid to go through, yeah, to be honest. But I still feel, you know, Chelsea have the better means. I've seen as, you know, Madrid yes, really now. has That's why you have a choice for now. Yeah, so. Um, maybe so, who do you predict? Well, to it's actually dependent on who scores first, in my opinion. Be honest. Okay. Because I can see I can see Chelsea relaxing the way they normally relax in games and just knocking the ball around if you score first. But I think All the game right. it'll be more interesting if Madrid score first. Alright. Yeah, okay, so let's Okay. So with that, I want us to move over to Manchester and we're talking about the oil money teams now. I don't know. Like anytime I see those things, it's just barrel of oil that comes to my head because of our <laughs> money. Yeah. So I don't know. Before before we start um, re- um doing a preview of the second leg, I mean, is it was it just PSG's on seriousness or a Pep's masterclass? It was PSG's on seriousness. PSG should have been um, well. They could have been three up in that first half. It's the same thing that happened in that Bayern match in the final last year. Convert your chances. Yeah, Shibzi, what do you think it was? Um, I think I think it was on seriousness to be fair, because Man City didn't really threaten till maybe late in the game. So yeah, it should be on seriousness that caused that. Yeah, should, um, oh, I, I, I don't think I don't think I won't call it on serious on seriousness. I think I said I said this I think after the final second leg, immediately after I tweeted, I said um PSG like have to like um improve on like just like their end products in front of of, of the post if not like mass mm. is different, mass is not PSG. Massey is not a band. Band, okay, they miss a lot of chances, but they score a lot, and there's no doubt just keep up. City this season, City is not like City of 2018 that just be creating chances for fun. Like this City, they will create chances, they will bully you, they will go toe to toe. They need to, they will defend, they will keep the ball, they can sit back and allow you to have the ball. So I think it was not on seriousness on the PSG's part. I think it was like. I think PSG just got used to the fact that like they know that teams would want to keep the ball against them. And then like because Neymar and Bappi are really good going forward, they have that like leeway to just like disrupt defensive lines and do their thing. And I think why they lost that game was because they went up with um, against Marcia and, and I think they felt like oh this is fire and first like going by again. Even if we concede we're still going to outscore this guy. And I think yeah. it was it was just like it was more of like okay fine like we've been here before like we know like okay now that we scored like we know this is going to go in our advantage and I think that's what cost them more than anything. I know Pep obviously like he did his thing. I, I saw the, the goals were very unhasty, like very random, very random step. Like nine nine out of ten, most those goals don't go in at all. So. I think mm. that's what happened. 
So honestly, I don't. I see. I see the second leg being more. I think the second leg is going to be chaotic. I honestly think the second leg is going to be chaotic. Because yeah, exactly. I, I agree with you too. I think now I see. I think PSG like they know they have to go. Like it's how like Bayern knew they have to go and score PSG. I think now Bayern knew they have to go and score Messi and. One thing with I know people started writing off Mbappe, people started flying out and everything. But one thing with Mbappe is when like he needs to do his job, he usually does Any matters most. And exactly. And Ferrati is back and Neymar is obviously going to be on his best behavior. So yeah. I, I I honestly believe PS will go through against all the odds. And I have I, I just believe since he are like I feel like City, they 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 overestimate themselves sometimes. I don't know if I'm saying the wrong thing, but I feel like sometimes it's like they you know, okay, fine, like we are City, we are going to play our game, we are going to do our thing, and we are going to score. We have so many people on the bench. We have KD, Osipao, Papa. We're going to like we just know we are better than you that kind of thing. I think I think that's probably going to be what costs them. I I honestly I hope. I believe I believe that's what's going to be like. Uh, you know, for this, um, you know. I actually, agree with you in terms that um, I think City overestimate themselves because ever since ever since Pep has come to City, I've never seen a plan B before in case things go wrong. I think he's so sure of his plan A that that we never see like a plan B. Yeah, yeah, yes. He makes substitutions that work. But we have never, I've never seen him change. Like, I think the funniest thing is is the fact that up until last week, I think that was when he finally had the plan. His entire formation changed. his entire formation again. Yeah. So I think I I I think because the system is trying to trust it. But I, I also I'm also afraid for PSG for two things. Yeah. I, I don't think they have the, the, the maturity in them to actually win this game. I know they have um, Mbappe and Neymar, but uh, there's just this this eerie feeling about PSG that when things don't go well for them, they start to make the basic mistakes. They start to get uh, passes away. They start to whine at the ref. I mean, it happened last year during the final. It happened two years ago. It's Against United, it happened. It happened against Barca, and when Barca came back, yeah. So, so I think for PSG, when when things don't go well for them, they they actually really crumble, and they are yet to pick themselves up from that. And so, so that's what I think is going to be, and and I also they they don't have fullbacks. They I don't I don't I'm afraid. They don't have a right back or a left back, a proper right back or left back. It's like they are playing with nine men, cause they are always the, the centre backs are always covering for them. I don't know what's wrong. Uh, there's, there's this particular defender, Dagba, that is always drawn out of position and is always out of shape. He's, so yeah, so that's he's very young. He's just yeah. This is first professional season. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I know, I, I know. I'm being harsh on him, but but this is the Champions League semi-finals. Every, yeah, everybody has to be started at left back. That's yeah. Every, everybody yeah, is. Yeah, is Mbappe is fit. Mbappe is going to be fit for the match, and Neymar is also going to be fit for the match. So yeah, but well, I just they, think that they yeah, lack they lack the maturity to win to win the game. I don't know what you guys think. I think that midfield is going to be a problem for them because they don't have their enforcer oh. anymore. And unless they get a senior centre-back back, they can't move Diallo to centre-midfield. So he's going to have to play centre-back with Marquinhos again. So that's where, that's where I think they're going to have their most of their issues. Yeah, wait, it's, it's Kimpembe injured. Sorry? It's Kimpembe injured. He was injured at some. I don't know if he's come back. Hopefully, he should be back. I don't think he's back yet. I don't think he's back yet. Because that's really where the dilemma is now. Is he going to start Sarabia 
in a two-man pivot, or what's he going to do? Or is he going to start my scheme? And you know, it's it's really because they don't really yeah. have that. There's no destroy mission. Let me even check. I don't think they yeah, have we leave, actually leave. We leave all this tactical dilemma to the coaches. I, actually, I would say on Tuesday. I, 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 I think what I expect from PS is the normal front three with um, Mbappe, Neymar, and Maria. I think because of Gaya's um, red card, I think Pochettino will trust. I don't know if it's really me, but I think he trusts um, Herrera yeah. more than he should. So I think I have a very funny feeling he's going to do what he did against Bayern and play um, tracks like him. There may be Verasi and Herrera as the deep line players of Paredes and Verasi. I'm not. I, 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 I think I think it's the midfield. I don't players you don't really use their midfield. Like, yeah, to be fair, like that, it's so. more of one player. Yeah. They just they just put players there that can cover the ground, can give it to variety and in mind between the lines. So I don't think it should be that big of an issue because they don't really they never really had destroyers that have really like been in control of the game all match. I think they even play variety as a ten now beside Neymar, if I'm not if I'm not mistaken. So I think it's probably going to be Verratti, Herrera, Paredes, Draxler, um, Herrera, Verratti. Probably. You see, Sean, it should be an interesting game. Yeah. On yeah, I'm really looking of, forward to the game. On Isaac's point of fullbacks, yeah, actually 100% correct. Because for a team like PSG, how can Baka be a left-back for you? I don't, I don't see how uh, a world-class on Baka. Who is that? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Their full, their full backs are also, their main full backs are injured. That's the thing. So right now they don't have proper full. Who are their main full backs? No, no, Munier is left to Dortmund. Their main full back. They actually bought to replace Munier, and they have, they have Diallo and Dagba. That um, interplay either right or left back, and yeah, uh, first leg actually, Florenzi played well in the first leg, but the um, Diallo and I mean, sorry, yeah, Diallo and Dagba actually mid, so we'd, we just have to wait to see what Poch thinks and how and how he's going to play. So, yeah, so I think from there we can move over to the um, Europa League. Actually, that's the best league in the world for me because everything happens. <laughs> 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 I'm actually, I'm actually a fan of Narrative FC, and I like underdogs. So I that's why I like me, the, That's why I like the Europa me. League. <laughs> yeah. So, so yeah, I, I actually don't want to talk about the United game there because I think it's it's done and dusted. <laughs> Is he, yeah, he's, he's, game is he's really done and dusted. We the United and, and and you know what? United actually had a rest. They actually had a rest this Sunday. So their next game, they have a seven-day rest. And so I don't know. I think it's over for Roma, man. The end of the road this year, but I don't know. I don't think there's any Ramantanda or anything coming. He's six to when do us score four goals from? I I just hope I just hope that um um players like Cavani and Diallo can and Van de Beek God I, he needs game time I just hope he plays that guy you know, I just hope that only I just hope only plays a different formation to his normal status quo because I'm tired of forty two one and forty two diamond no I I don't want to see my friend I'm going to cry. If I actually see that lineup, I'm not going to watch that game because I'm I'm honestly tired. So without further ado, I think we, we need to move over to the main thing, the main juicy thing. <laughs> Emery, Emery, good evening, good evening, and <laughs> Arsenal. Yeah, yeah, yeah so, I feel I feel Arsenal will go through sharp because I feel since it's at the Emirates and. Alba will start most likely. Um, Ateta will start with the big boys, yeah. So 
I think with all the big boys in play, everyone down to play, they should be able to go through maybe like three one two nil something like that. Yeah. I feel yeah, like but the Europa League is Emery's league. No, you see, the league. nobody cares about Emery's league. To be fair, <laughs> I feel like that first leg. Um, Villarreal won that game based on that stupidity, in my opinion, because um, Villarreal basically played four four two. So this man expected, you know, Oli Jaka to handle Mourinho and Tukwese. But the way he plays Ceballos, Ceballos is high left, and he leaves Jaka only at the back. And Pate only has him in the middle of the field. I have a quick question. I have a quick What's question. Up? Why is Jaka playing at left back? Who does have left back? I, I can't seem to. What? <laughs> you have this guy, Cedric. Cedric. <laughs> Cedric. Good. So, no, nobody from the academy. Why are you asking me? I don't know. After <laughs> time, you ask, man. Jaka. 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 This is no speaking friendship. I, I don't know. I don't know. I, I don't I don't like players like Jaka that's so rash in decision making and you see you see this no. thing is for for Jaka us that has, actually depend on Jaka right now. That shows the Jaka level of this Jaka has this frap that people give him that is very rash Jaka has one red card in the past four years. It doesn't still mean haven't haven't you seen when we, we, when we say rash when we say rash, yeah, when we mm-hmm. say rash, we don't mean we don't mean in tackling alone. I mm. mean in decision making, in passing. I think the only the only thing he he's actually good at, I can say his long passing that I that we have noticed in a while. But his short passing, I, I don't know. I'm just I'm more fast now, man. Because <laughs> I actually I actually want them to win this game because I feel for them. I actually, I, I don't want to, I don't want United to go into the final. I don't want United to go, to go in, going into the thing, going into the final, like facing opposition that we don't know about. Yeah? But I actually feel for us now, I swear. Like when they play now, I, I just hope that they can get some kind of results because the buy is on the ground. The buy is on the ground for us now. There's no maturity. You have no leaders. Your, your captain is Travis Scott. I don't know. I'm finished. I'm <laughs> finished. <laughs> the thing is, yeah. Yeah. I honestly feel as if Anusha is a new manager. This is probably this is like his first season of management. His in-game management is very poor. There's a lot of decisions he makes. He has that stubborn Wenger traits of not making substitutions. Ajada can die on his It's like Pep. Physically, he can yeah, for playing something that he knows is not going to work, <laughs> and then bring on a player that he knows is not going to change. Like, I don't understand why you'd be looking for a goal and you have Matilene on the bench, you have two strikers on the bench, it's William that came to your head. Like, <laughs> it doesn't make sense to be very honest with you. This whole Cedric Ajaka business. I understand it to a degree because Cedric is woeful at left back. He's woeful. Because the guy is severely one-footed. But um, this guy, Saka, um, Saka, Bukayo Saka used to play left back last season. Yes. So why can't he just... Why can't Bukayo Saka not play as a wing back and play your play three defenders this time? Which three defenders? Because they've moved past three defenders. Like, do you get, man, does that? Which three defenders do you want him to play? David Lewis is injured. He has to have David Lewis in his three man back line. Because you cannot play Hoji, Mari, and Gabriel. That is suicide. Then you are Arsenal will be all right. You get that. What did you say? If I'm being honest, I still look yeah. as dead. I feel like Europa the competition ended since Tottenham like lost to Zagreb. Honestly, I I just I just see United I, United are winning this to me. Like they won this competition the nice like Tottenham lost that game because honestly like this competition was it was basically 
either I'm wearing your CSH job or whether you finally like um yes, Hope your words don't come back to bite you. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, 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 we have you in four key. We have you in four key. I'm not going to background like I said with this, but I honestly, I don't know. Like, I don't know. 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 I and all this is like a big thing for me saying, okay, yeah, like we're still going to be in the final. I mean, the second leg like, final. Honestly, I just, from what I see, from everything I see, like, we're just like far, like, we're just so far ahead of everybody else. So, I don't know. I hope somebody can probably prove me wrong. I don't know. But like, I just see United winning this thing, the whole thing for me. But we'll see. Okay, then. Okay, then. And so, while we're rounding up with Europe, I want everybody to um, say their dream final. Like, who do you think? Who do you want? Why you ask my final? That is basically that is empty meltdown. Like, whoever wins, yeah, so, nobody's going to hear what. So, <laughs> so it should be what dream final? Like, I, 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 not only European places, but. And not only Europa League, but Champions League. What's your dream final? Too? Champions League is hard, man. In all honesty, you know, for the, you know, for the sake of, I hate club clubs, you know, let's just say Madrid PSG. I don't like Oh, He's clean, he's clean. Okay, um, okay, okay. No need for any explanations. Just say your dream final. Just for me, champs. I can't lie. I want to see Pep and Zidane in the final together, like the bodies <laughs> and sit <laughs> of them. <laughs> <in the back. laughs> <laughs> I am body shaming. But what me I know will happen is Master Chelsea shall then the Europa League definitely mind you Arsenal. So okay, yeah. okay, okay, so Abraham. Champions League, my fan me wants a magic PSG, of course. Like, yes, exactly. I want. But <laughs> I think, I think logically, I, I, I see Chelsea going through, and I feel like Master and PSG give themselves too much work in after sleep. So, Master PSG, Master Chelsea probably is going to get the final. The Europa. And for Europa, honestly, as a my fan, bring Vefa. Bring Vefa, man. <laughs> I know you've qualified for the final. And this is after all, yeah. like, most of them are good, but just bring anyone of them. I still believe, like I said. Yeah, both of them are 10 in their respective leagues. Like, <laughs> exactly. Like, I don't, I don't see 
was yes, it's a farmer, it's one of the nice things in Africa. But honestly, it's not like like there's no there's no explanation we can give him that would make me scared of either one of them. Like Arsenal right now, like I don't know where their strikers are. I don't know where their midfield is. Now they are not having injury problems. Just like everything is just everywhere for them. I'm like, yeah, like I mean, like these guys are see the distance between um, top four and rest of them. It's about twelve. 15 points, if I'm not wrong. I'm, I'm, I haven't done my homework, but I think it's like that, it's that far. They know, I think they're not fifth. I mean, they're not fifth, I think. So, like, I mean, let's be reasonable. Like, where United is right now, we talk by Spring, Fernandez, Rashford, Cavani, Shaw, bro. Like, yeah, we make mistakes for home. Bring everybody to be honest. I feel like we're going Okay, then. So, wrapping things up, let's move over to Italy. Where the dead woods. I've never seen I've never seen a team with so much um supposed dead woods and like rejected players just band together and and end the dynasty the way they did. I think the only the only example I can I can bring up is actually in Alex Ferguson's last season, yeah, a team with um with the starting lineup of West Brown and John O'Shea, I I didn't think that team would should be winning the league, but they actually won three Premier Leagues back to back. They actually did a three pit. So yeah. So I, I don't know. I just think it's time for everybody to give praise to Inter and Antonio Conte. Yeah, because because many yeah. times in the season, everyone just thought that they were going to fall off. I, I thought they were going to fall off. I, and then we we're going to have a Conte breakdown. And Lukaku has been so consistent, and every other player has been so good for them this season. So yeah, so big ups to Inter for ending the Juve dynasty. And I know what's funny, yeah. And and um, Conte actually started the dynasty. He won the first one, yeah. And he also yeah. ended. It. So yeah, so yeah, yeah. Big ups to big ups to him, man. Big just ups to him. this team. Just to oh, this team. Pelu is clueless. Who's <laughs> <laughs> clueless? Honestly, uh, ah, Perlu, Perlu. No, no, no. We we'll talk about Perlu, but first, let's talk about Inter. Let's talk about it. Honestly, for me, I'm not as impressed as everyone. I predicted Inter before the season even kicked off. Like before everything, I predicted Inter's wins. I even see this um, somewhere. But honestly, I'm not as impressed as everyone. Why and? Obviously, I will get a lot of stick. I've already got a lot of stick for the same league. But I feel like Inter won this league not because they were necessarily the best team. Good. They were the best worst team. Is that makes sense? Yeah, every other person was rubbish. I don't know if that makes sense. Yeah. Like, exactly. Like, everyone was, even Inter, like, winning it. Like, they were playing, I think, yeah, they won, I think, 11, 12 games in the group. But if you watch those games, like, most of those games, even against smaller teams, they just, okay, you know what? If we want to play the way we want to play, we're not going to win this league. So, what we'll do is we'll sit down, we'll sit back, you have the ball, whichever team it is, whether it's Juve or Spezia, we'll have, we'll sit back, you have, you have the ball, try and break us down, you can't, we'll counter it. So, it's like, they, they just grinded out the way the, the league more than yeah. the, like outclass everybody. Honestly, like as impressive. Okay, yeah, Julia have won ties for nine times and they haven't won like, it haven't won in a long time. But I'm honestly not as impressed, man. Like I see people are present like everywhere in them, Kaku. Like fine, like yes, these guys have won something like big. But let's not forget like how many months ago these guys finished bottom of their champion league behind Sparta Shattered on this guy. So it's like and we've seen Gladbach. like this season will be put into contact. Exactly. Like look at where much Gladbach now are in the Like I understand like yes they deserve the celebration, the praises, all of that, but honestly not as impressed to be honest, because I feel like you just they, they were just the better they were just the best shit team to be honest. That's me. Yeah what me I feel yeah. was that like because looking at their Champions League group, when they got knocked out, I felt, ah, wow, these guys, they're not serious, they're not this. So, like, I thought Inter, they won't win the league. I thought maybe AC Milan, because 
I, yeah. I wrote an article about AC Milan a while back, I think in January. Um, at that point, AC Milan was top and they were really, really good. So for them to drop off and Inter to come up above even UV and Atalanta, that's really impressive to me. Um, even with all the the rejected players. What, what do you say, Brown? See, another thing, another thing, if we don't post. Yeah, no, 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 no. I think I said another thing people don't put into context is first of all, like um Inter dropped out of Europe completely, I think around January or there about. Yeah. So that means yeah. there were less games for them. There were less games for them. There were less games, games for them. And they were out of the cup early. So that means yeah. yeah, exactly. Out of the cup, out of all the um, Italian cups. So, so I mean these guys play once a week. While you have Milan playing Europa League today. Um, um, Syria tomorrow, then like soon they'll play the cup again, then race and play. Like, this is like this is literally what I'm seeing happen to Conte in Chelsea in 16 17. Like, they dropped out of most of the competitions early, they now started playing once a week. I mean, you play once a week with that kind of team, of course, we're going to do it. And they won't believe. So, like, they were playing once a week, exactly. They were playing once a week, and they were not even. Playing like then they were playing teams, but like this entire team, they never have played teams, and they have the, like they were playing once a week with so many universities. So honestly, like, yeah, it's impressive this remote juvies from the dynasty that they had or whatever. But like, it was always come, even if it was not them, like someone else was going to do it. So I just believe really, a lot of things people did have this season, and I don't believe they won Syria because they were the best team. I just think. There's so many things that just happen around them that just help them. Honestly, that's that's just me. Right then, I I I also agree with you to a certain extent, but I'm I'm actually just happy for the players that were rejected. Yeah, basically, yeah. Let, me, let me put it in that way because because let's let's take nothing away from their win, yeah. The players that were rejected uh, were actually rubbish in their former clubs. If I'm being honest, I know. Now we are, all, we are all going to be sentimental and say, yeah, Lukaku, yeah, Ashley Young, Damian, Eriksen. If we're being really honest and if we're actually being true to football, Lukaku was not. He scored goals at Man U. Let's let's not let's not take that away, but he wasn't that good. Damian was collecting money to sit on the bench. Um, Ashley Young, yeah, but all they just catching up with him. Ericsson, Ericsson wasn't that good at Tottenham anymore. He wasn't actually even playing for Tottenham anymore. Let me put it that way. So yeah, I'm just, I'm actually just happy for them that yeah, they've gotten some kind of fortune and they've redeemed themselves in a certain way. But yeah, we'll see next year's Champions League and we'll see if they're able to retain the league. Because I'm, I've been hearing reports that um, Perlo would actually be sacked from Juve and they're actually going to agree a new deal with Allegri to come back and actually they're going to actually back him this summer to make signings because let's let's not be too harsh on Perlo yeah but but Juve's everybody saw Juve's downfall coming if we're being honest because Perlo had only been the youth manager for eight days without any coaching experience in his life and then became Juve's manager overnight and apart from that, um, Juve's midfield this season just decided to be rubbish. I thought the same problems they had in Baka is having it here. Ramsey has not just Ramsey has just been rubbish. Um, Weston McKenney has been a, a bright spark, but he's too young. He's too young to contribute everything. Paulo Dybala, I have no idea what has been happening. Um, Morata has been scoring offside goals. I don't know. He has the most offside goals from 2020 to 2021. And and um, their defense, I know they are trying to phase out Cellini and and um, um, what's his name? What's, what uh, what's this other guy's name? What'd you say? What'd you say? Yeah, Cellini and Bonucci. They are trying to phase them out with um, the, um, the lead and um Demiral. Yeah, but if I, if if we look through Juve's um season, the only creative outlet they've had 
has been Quadrado and he's a right back. I don't know if you look at Juve, half of Juve is just Ronaldo, as in as Abraham said, half half of Juve is Ronaldo, and the other half is Chiesa and Inshallah. But instead of Inshallah, I think it's Quadrado. Yeah, so I don't know. I don't know. I don't know what the future holds for Juve. I don't know if they are going to undergo a whole transformation or or they are going to stick to what they have. Because this is a COVID year. Let's not forget that this is a COVID year. Shouldn't for me was when in trouble. Tayo was there and they sold Cancelo for Danilo. I think I, I, I do not understand it from any way. Like, how did that, that was two that? seasons ago, yeah? That was yes. two seasons ago. Yeah, but do usually also wanted do usually happen. City also, I mean, City brought the money. Let's not forget for business. <laughs> City, I mean, they're going to get. It wasn't. It wasn't a direct swap deal. It was a direct swap. It was Are Danilo you sure? for yes, Danilo for Cancelo. Fed up. Anyway, it's Cancelo wasn't like, fitting into their system, so he wasn't fitting into. Sorry, was their only right back. Well, I don't know. That's that's already happened. We can't recur to excuse milk now. So, let's see what yeah. yeah. So, lastly, we'll just talk about the top four um hopes for the Italian league. Who do we think is going to make it between Juve, AC Milan, Atalanta, and Napoli? Uh, for me, yeah, you guys. The decide the really deciding places are you know Atalanta and Napoli because Napoli are very serious. This is anyway, all of them are very serious, but Napoli more so. They've been using games that they they have no business losing. Even Atlanta, are Atlanta? To be fair, any one of them can you know slip up. But I just don't see the Champions League without Ronaldo, and I I feel like you know. Milan have everything they need to actually make it into the top four. So I think it's between Atalanta and uh, Napoli for the first spot. No, I'm going to say something very controversial here. Yeah? And mm-hmm. I swear, I love Ronaldo and stuff, but I don't know. I just I just think they might not make it. Same. I just think so. I just <laughs> think so. Banish I, the I, idea. I, I, Banish eh? the idea. I, I actually really love Ronaldo. I love him so much. And I I, I want Juve to be in Champions League next season. But I just I just don't think I just don't think so. So yeah, I think I Juve is not there. I don't see him staying. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. That's why I don't think so. So I, I might for my top four, I think it's going to be Napoli and I'm I'm sorry, AC Milan and Atalanta. That's my top four. I think Juve will just come fifth closely, like on goal difference or something. Yeah. So that I think. <laughs> well, I just looked at Juve's fixtures. They still have AC Milan, Sassuolo, and Inter. Exactly. So, that's really really tough. But like, since Inter has won the league, maybe, maybe yeah, they they'll, drunk they'll, they'll throw the game away. But for me, what I feel is it will be Atalanta, AC Milan, and Napoli. Napoli probably in fourth, and Juve fifth. All right, Ibrahim. I think I I agree. I don't I don't want to see Ronaldo is going to carry them to top four because. Obviously, like Ronaldo is not Ronaldo seven years ago. So, but I still, I still, I still believe they're going to finish in the top four. Why? Because um, I don't, I don't honestly believe Napoli are going to go out the way. Like, if they were to show that they were going to finish in the top four, they should have beaten Cagliari, and they drew to them. And I don't know. I just, I just believe you. They just have that. Um, Experience just like the same way we spoke about how much have that experience in like the Champions League semi final. I think, yeah, it's probably going to be the same thing for the Juve. You just have that grind, you won't outplay everybody, 
probably just grind their way to the top four. I think it's this, this is their last game yesterday. Of time no sense. No solution at last to the highest. Yeah. <laughs> All right then, and so with Italy wrapped up, I think we can bring this to a close for today. So you I've been your host Isaac and you've had the pleasure of listening to Abraham Adebari and Chipsy speak. Yeah, yeah. After the ninety pod. So yeah, mm-hmm. I hope to see you guys next week. And thank you. Thank you for listening. Doing extraordinary things.